0: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.
1: 49 minutes past the hour. This is Daybreak Asia, the Thanksgiving Day edition U.S., and we're particularly pleased that uh, Greg Swenson could join us. He is founding partner at Bridge. McAdam, uh they are based in chicago and uh, greg joins us from the windy city happy thanksgiving to you sir i uh, hope you're doing well um, great to be here Th- thanks for having me you're quite welcome uh, give me a sense of where you are now as we approach the end of the year we know that the fed is intent on tightening more uh, inflation is clearly a problem many people are favoring the bond market these days versus equities what's your strategy as we wrap up 2022 yeah I, th- I think it, the strategy is to be patient and
0: wait because we don't know if the worst is over yet I I think that this this jump the gun philosophy of, of looking at the Fed and reducing their you know their aggressive um, stance you know br- bringing down the the increases from 75 basis points to 50. yes that's a good sign maybe you know they're they're going to dial it back a bit but I think there could be a lot of inflation ahead, and we have some growth challenges as well. So I, my my philosophy is, you know, be patient, wait. Uh, our firm is is advocating the the wait for uh, keep the dry powder. Let's wait for the liquid markets to sell off a, a bit more because I think they will. They're still overvalued in many respects, and then and then um, you know look at. at Traditional inflation-protected investments that that can have a um, you know a non-correlated return to the liquid markets, and and then let's be patient, and maybe next year at this time we'll be talking about a bull market again. Greg, I mean they they're saying sixty forty is uh, something consigned now for uh, at least the time being into the uh, into the dustbin. Uh, it- but is it really I mean, I'm going to change the 16 to the bond uh, holdings that you should have in 14 equities. Would that work out for you? Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, look what happened with with the bond market in the last year. You know, the 200 basis point move move in, in interest rates can can, you know, crush your your bond you know, long bond portfolio. Twenty five percent. I mean, th- there is risk that people don't typically associate with fixed income portfolios. And I think that the I think the old. 60 40 mix is probably a bit dated and and i hope that you know especially investors who can look at alternative investments real assets infrastructure anything that's that's correlated to food prices energy prices and critical infrastructure i think that's the long-term you know inflation plus returns that people should think about rather than the traditional you know 60 40 mix you know it's it's Fixed income looks great when it's you know, double digits, but it doesn't look so great even even with the 10 year, you know, in the three and three quarters or, or pushing 4%, even at that level, that's still below historical norms. I'd be really careful about fixed income right now.
1: So, Greg, since uh, Brig McAdam is an investment bank, I'd like to get your take on deal flow for the year ahead. I mean, are you expecting a, a contraction? Whether it's new uh, companies coming to market, whether it's M and A type of transactions, I mean, is it basically going to be a rough year in twenty twenty three for for deals? Yeah, I mean, look, there's no doubt. There's going to be challenges
0: in the IPO market. I don't think that that venture capital valuations are hanging in there as as much as you know we've enjoyed in the last the last decade. So I think it will be a tough year for big corporate MA. I think it'll be a tough year for the IPO market, no doubt. The liquid markets without the Fed put, without without um, you know, 120 billion of securities being purchased by the Fed every month, there's going to be some challenges. But I do think there's that brings a lot of opportunity in real assets and whether it's in, you know, the the North America with traditional real assets like timber, like energy, you know, uh, agriculture. You know, there's a big bid for ag assets right now. But if you look at the market globally, the, the world needs energy. It needs natural gas. It needs infrastructure associated with natural gas. And it needs food. And so. Those are the things that we're focusing on. We think they make sense in the long term, but they definitely make sense in the short term because there's a real, you know, there's an energy crisis and and in an emerging food crisis. So we we really believe in food security and energy energy security, and it's a great way to make money but also do some good. Yeah, it, it's all very well that. To do that, I'm just looking, you know, at what you do next uh, next year, though, and how. Not many people have really been talking about the effects of quantitative tightening. Uh, What's your take on this? And you know, where do we go with this, Greg, in terms of liquidity, at least? Yeah, no, it's a great question, and uh, this there's still some more pain ahead in in the liquid markets. If you look at, you know, the so-called Buffett rule, you know, for for generations u.s equities were at you know some metric like one and a half times um gdp but you know in november of 21 that was up to two and a half times gdp it still has some more room to come down and i think that's what people are forgetting or at least ignoring because naturally those of us in the market and and financial media we're optimists right we want to think things will will be great but it it is still overvalued by most metrics and we don't have the fed put we don't have you know 120 billion being purchased i guess the one thing that we still do have is the natural tendency for 401ks and retirement plan investment schemes to to buy the indices every month when you know paychecks are paid so you know there are some technicals that will favor you know the u.s liquid markets but we are we've been we we got used to the fed buying a lot of securities and keeping rates artificially low and that it, it is not going to continue it just can't with the inflation
1: challenges that we have do you think it's possible that we see some tweak to the unwind of the balance sheet then given all the stress that you're laying out i you know possibly and you're seeing
0: pressure from that you know pressure to do that and and you know especially from uh from the left where you know there i think there's a a bit of nerve that um they're a bit unsettled about you know the idea of recession but let's face it it's all the it's the only tools that we have now to, to to fight inflation is monetary policy because the fiscal policy is is basically not is not going to do it it's it's um it's still inflationary by nature uh, the supply side is not going to be liberated, at least in, not in the next two years. So, so I'm looking at a, a a problem where it's the Fed and only the Fed that can stop the inflation.
1: Well, let me push back a little bit in terms of fiscal sure. policy. If you raise taxes, is that a way of dealing with inflation?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I guess if if you think that, uh, you know, that that the, by raising taxes, you will – will, curb economic growth and also take more money out of people's pockets so they'll have less money to spend and that by nature is is going to reduce inflation yes it's a shame that economic destruction is the only alternative right now but if you liberate the supply side that's that's what i'm arguing is Mm. by reducing taxes you're liberating the supply side so you're encouraging investment and producing more goods and i think the unfortunately the fed their only option is to address the demand side. But but I think with fiscal policy, if you liberate the supply side, produce more goods. And that's, you know, again, if you look at 40 years ago, you know, the, yes, Volcker had to, you know, raise rates to, you know, 19, 20%. It was painful. It was really painful on, on the economy and on
1: people. But he got it done. He got it done. Greg, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, Greg Swenson from McAdam, or Brig McAdam, I should say.